Get to it. You are the one that says the first thing. Oh, right. (laughs) I'm all out of sorts. I'm out of sorts. We went out of order. Okay, okay. Hello, beautiful creatures. It's Eileen. And I'm Michael. And welcome to Small Biz Happy Hour. We aim to provide insights and perspective on the ups and downs of business and life. Grab a drink and join us and let's create a community of small business owners, side hustlers, solopreneurs, and anyone else who wants to join. Yeah, like badass bitches. Like badass bitches. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, we timed that perfectly. I would love, especially since we're recording, correct? We are. You already mentioned that your computer's thinking about doing something weird and it leads me to a slice of stoicism before we do anything else. Let's, let's just, slice let's slice it. Amorfati. We love our fate. And that means that sometimes things are not going to go the way that you plan, but that you accept them. And then you are thankful for them because now we learned a lesson, which is so powerful because now you just looked at your computer and said, uh, uh, not today. We're not losing a whole nother episode over your attitude problem. Correct. Um, unfortunately, this is our second recording of this episode. Not unfortunate. I'm we to got to rehearse. This. We got to rehearse, which we haven't, we haven't tried that yet. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, uh, my... My computer decided that it wanted you to sound like you were in a fish tank. I did sound a little fishy. It's yeah. not me. It's not me to be fishy. It was my computer. What can we do? <laughs> we can love our fate. We can love our fate. And we can persevere and move on into to all that good stuff. We have to accept our fate. We choose to love our fate. I'm choosing to love. Love it. Because, I mean, you could just accept it, but what a miserable existence. And I think we decide what our existence is going to be like really on a moment-to-moment basis. It's your attitude that you have control over. That's it. Hmm. Don't worry about anything else. How are you feeling? Um, ready, are you ready to mad glad rad? Yeah, we're going check? to check, check in on our stats. Yeah. Our mads, our glads, and our rads. My uh, my value is elevating. I, I have a distinct worth. Hmm. Uh, this is for a few reasons. Yeah. One, uh, I just sold my biggest project that I've ever sold. Mazel tov. Thank you. Woo! So, so like, there's inherent, like, okay, I asked someone to pay, like, X amount. That's three times as much as I normally would ask. Woo! And they still said yes. Great. I think I'm going through that, and, like, it's having... It will, it will continue to have an impact on my own sense of value and worth. Yeah. You're seeing your expertise? Is that what you're doing? You acknowledge that you have expertise? But that's the weird thing is like, I think this is the difference. I've always acknowledged that I have expertise, but now there's like a value to it. And that value is increasing and, and I'm worth it. Yeah. Damn right. And it doesn't matter how I feel about it. It matters how the client feels about it. It matters the feeling that they have after working with me and after finishing a project is that they feel like they got a stellar service. Yeah. And there's so much baggage that you can attach to that. It doesn't, we don't need to. Well, no, you know what your value is when you go in. Yeah. I mean, in a minute we'll be talking about how we consult, right? Isn't that the topic today? So this goes hand in hand. 
Yeah. Your value is a part of your consultation. So I love that you're in that place. Thank you. It's a very healthy, wonderful place. It's a really nice place to be in. It is. I love worthy. All right. How are you feeling? Sensitive. Okay. Still, even even from the junked podcast, which I, I do want to joke about how when you're like, you know, like you already did this once before. And I was like, I don't remember who she is anymore. She died. Whoever that person from Monday was. But the <laughs> Monday Eileen and Friday Eileen are both sensitive and still not in a bad way, but feeling deeply. And I would say, and I know like a very long time ago, beginning of the podcast, I maybe like alluded to the ribbon mm-hmm. and what the ribbon means to me. I would like to say it again so people understand that the ribbon, when I meet you or I see you, it shoots from my heart to yours and that I feel a connection with people almost instantaneously unless they have some sort of blockage, they're not open or they're scared or they're nervous, then maybe I won't feel it right away, but I will be actively looking to shoot the ribbon at your heart, whoever you are. Do you look for a moment where you feel like they've like kind of accepted that ribbon and no, like, I look like at you're you in with them. No, I look at you. I look at you and I do it. No, no, no. I, I know you do that. <laughs> um, right away. There's usually a moment when I'm like chatting with a client where it's just like clear to me, like they're bought into my process. They're bought into my system. Sure. They're bought into me. Yeah. I have them. Not in the sense of like, oh, I'm going to sell them all sorts of new stuff. No, of like, no. They're I with me now. that they're with me and yeah. that they're going to. The trust is building with every interaction. Okay, let me refine my my uh, feels and the ribbon part that I'm actively shooting all the time. Like love, it's a love shoot. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actively seeking that connection. And yes, I do feel the moment that it is reciprocated, right? But like I'm looking to connect to the person right away. So, so much of what the ribbon is, is my impression of somebody when they first walk in the door. Recently, to go back to the feels and sensitivity, I feel like I'm shooting the ribbon and I'm getting really accurate like answers for what's going on with people and that I have not been told no a whole lot when I say like, this is what I'm feeling. Like when I look at you and, and this is what I think we should do that most people are like, oh my God, like, well, how did you even know that or why? And I can't really say it's just a matter of like, I'm feeling very sensitive and that I'm feeling other people's feelings deeply, not bringing them home with me, just feeling them. Cause you know, my feelings about empathy versus sympathy, and maybe that's the next episode. And the biggest thing to make sensitivity a good thing, it's listening and attempting to react in a quick and impactful way. Because, you know, if everybody was listening about like my process and how things like in my consultations, they take between 10 and 15 minutes most times to like really hammer down what a person wants. I I don't have a choice but to like react right away and like go on a feeling. And I would encourage most people who work with other humans. And I think you do do that in your own way. But to arrive in a space where you're like kind of accepting somebody's energy so that you can meet them in the place that they are. Sure. Well, I think this is the beauty of being a business owner mm-hmm. is we can say no. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's oh, hard. Oh, I don't like say saying no. no. I don't like saying no either. But if you're getting those vibes of, I don't think we're a good fit, 
say something. Whereas Don't wait. If you're an employee, you you have to at least ask if you can do that, right? Like, My team knows. You should. My team definitely knows that they can say no anytime and that I will support their no. But you've built that culture. I absolutely your, have. Because you have to, you do have to be sensitive to a feeling. And if you're not feeling it with somebody, it's like, don't touch them. <laughs> like if you're not feeling the vibe and you don't want to get in there, or you don't understand what they're saying. Just don't even start. Yeah. So that's, that's the feels. And if you don't mind, I'm going to just like ramble on into my chasings. It would be insensitive of me not to. <laughs> that I have to remember to put that same sensitivity for me and that I feel like I'm I'm an expert at listening and responding to other people's stuff. And I'm chasing being a better listener to my inner voice about things. When I am better at listening to my inner voice, then that will inherently help everybody who is around me to be better at listening to theirs. So as much as I want to like arrive in the space with someone else, it's like a two steps forward, one step back. It's like, Eileen, okay, in that exchange, how did you feel? And like, what what was like your soul telling you you were supposed to be doing in these moments? Because like, ultimately, that is what's most important. You feel good doing what you're doing. This, of course, brings up for me mm. internal family systems. Neat. Something we talk about in therapy all the time. Yeah. Uh, the best analogy I have is you are a Russian nesting doll. I love those. And inside of you is 25-year-old version of mm -hmm. you and 17-year-old version of you and 8-year-old version. And they all have a loud voice within you. Mm -hmm. If you don't listen to those voices, oh boy, they can take over. Oh, well, they'll come out. It just won't be the way that you would like. Correct. But if you if you make the space and you listen to yourself yes. and you trust that like, hey, guess what? Guys, I've got this. Yeah. I hear your concerns. We've been there. I've been there with you. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you for reminding me. And what I have found, because I've like practiced this a lot over the last two years, yeah. when you're comfortable with having that conversation with a different versions of yourself that live within you, mm -hmm. then they have lessons that they can teach you. Sure. Hey, this used to make us nervous because we've been burned here in the past. What's something that we can do differently yeah. so that we can feel that we can trust mm -hmm. that we won't, we won't get burned again. Absolutely. Well, what are you chasing? I'm chasing some deep relaxation. Neat. Um, and not like the Netflix and chill kind. No, like getting away. Yeah. I hesitate to say this because there's like a very specific kind that I can think of. Not that it's the only kind. Okay. But corpse pose at the end of a really good <laughs> yoga class. Shavasana. I know what you're going to say. Shavasana. Thank you. Um, it's also called corpse pose. So you are also correct. Thank you. Yeah. But there's the like the relaxation that you get after you've put an incredible usually mostly physical but also like physical and mental effort into yeah. something where you've kind of like earned that relaxation the physicality the emotionality the mentality and all coming together and kind of earning that relaxation you're gonna do it you're finding oh, yeah. your way yeah for sure what are you doing now like for that how you how you burning it because earlier it was like jumping rope and what were the other things that you were saying? Tai Chi? I was trying some Tai Chi. Um, I have a, a 
kickboxing bag right, in, my, in my garage that I like to punch and kick at. I love that. Um, I'm probably going to look for, I like to look for a race um, mm. and like train for that. And okay. I, like, I, I was a runner in high school Okay. and I did cross country and it's always helpful for me to have that like motivation of like something to strive for. So I'll probably look for something like that in the spring, but like it'll cause right. me to like kind of build up my stamina. And my goals are directly related to my feels. Okay. So if I'm feeling worthy, now's the time to dream even bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's the end of the year and it's, we're in the goal setting mode. If I'm this worthy and valuable to one person, I can be that way to all people. And and that's not just in business. That's in life. That's in my relationships with with my, with my family, with my wife, with my with my parents, like all of these things. But why not shoot for the stars? Please. Yeah. You only have today to do it. Better do it every day. I have a tendency towards dreaming realistically. Growing. growing what does that even mean? Growing incrementally. How do Always you dream it. realistically? There's no dreaming realistically. How about we just see the really, really big picture and you're shooting for it every day as hard as you can. And sometimes it's just going to be little steps towards that. And other days you're going to get big leaps like you just did. So my goal is to continue to train my apprentices in a fun and connected way. And that my intention in continuing to do what I'm doing is that one of them would want to also teach in a fun and connected way in the future. Interesting. So not just training a stylist, but training a future educator. I feel like as I'm observing the apprentices that I have currently, there is one that I was like, oh, you really want to ask questions like in a deep way. And that I love that your perspective challenges mine and you're not wrong. Even though this person is kind of shooting more from intuition, but their intuition is correct. So then it's fun for me because I'm like, oh, you're making that choice and here's what you're saying to me. And that's really neat because this is what what I would have said to do what you're saying. And it's just, it's funny when you see somebody's potential and, and that you can be excited about somebody growing in your culture. I love that. Ultimately, even before you had the academy and the apprenticeship show, apprenticeship program, yeah, you've always been an educator. Always more You're than always, ten years. Yeah. So, seeing a version of yourself in in another, it's so much fun. So much fun. So rewarding. And the questioning part is really the part that I love the most about the teaching job. Is that in order to be a good teacher, you have to be a good student. So then, and I'll be like cheesy yoga girl to be like the teacher in me honors and sees the teacher in you. And that even my students are my teachers because sometimes they ask me questions and I really do have to think about it, not from a teacher's lens, but like, what would I do as a stylist? You know, if this was presented to me and then what is my perspective and how do I respond? And like being calculated in my response because I also want to speak to what's read. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you were already listening and you've already listened to our prior podcasts, you know, what is read is a joke. But I hope you all kind of laugh at what is read because we all see color differently. When it further goes into we only have control over our 
perception and our perspective. You know it. And our attitude. It's going to be a really fun year. I think 23 was a funky year and there's a lot of growth that happened. And I'm, I am grateful for the things that were hard to like loop back to the top and a more Fati and the love of my faith. You know, it was a, it was a rocky summer for me. It was really hard. Yeah. As we approach the end of this year, things are getting lighter. Things are getting more fun. Things are getting clear. I'm back into a place of being excited. That's great. We got this fun thing that we're doing together. Like, Things are aligning. Yeah. When I I, I know because we both have some create creative elements of our job. Yeah. But when the stress levels are high, their creativity falls off. I don't know. I don't know if that's true because for me, all right, let's let's me, uh, let's spin this to Ryan Adams. Okay. Now he's been kind of a monster, controversial in um, the media because he's made some bad choices publicly, and that. He's had to apologize for them. You really only have like right now to be good and to try. And like when you screw up, you're going to say you're sorry or you could have done it better. Like you have to continually be seeking the next thing. I agree. I think because we have different mediums of our work, it allows for me to... I just change the process. It's not that I'm not creative. It's that I need more direction. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I am willing and able to offer the suggestions and and, um, advice and different options. And other times when when stress levels are high, I just need more clarity. Mm. So, and now I, you know, I've been doing it for long enough that I know the questions to ask and I can give, provide the examples so I can say like, hey, like here's all the creative things that I can do. And they genuinely are. But you may How, not be feeling it. But I might not be like, Ugh. you know what would be great for you if we did this? It would be like, hey, here's all the things we can do. This what sounds what feels right? You know, what what's what's your unique spin on this? I'm like now I'm dying inside. I think we have to tap into the darkness and that like when for me perhaps for Ryan Adams, when you're in the darkness, you make beautiful work. And that I, I like to think, and we'll, we'll get into this when we get to like the real topic, but you know, the, the being aware of your wake or like the water that you pull behind you into the room. I don't want to say that I'm leaving my darkness behind. My darkness comes with me everywhere I go. And that like, I love her and that I want to tap into that I don't know. And maybe it's the four on the Enneagram stuff that like, I love like the unrequited love or like longing and like the feeling of sadness. Like it's not necessarily a bad thing. And sometimes it makes the most beautiful song or the most beautiful painting, or in my case, the baddest blonde, like, (laughs) because I was so sad. Like I was so sad, but I could focus all of this energy into something that I was making. So I don't know if it's different. I mean, like you're writing, you're designing. I don't know if like that creativity thing, like I can check out and push my pain into something else. It's interesting because this is one of the big differences is the creative work that I do. Mm-hmm. It's not while my client is right in front of me. No. It's 
at 11 o'clock at night when I'm like, I have my music going and I'm feeling good and I'm just in the zone and I know I should be going to sleep, but I have all this creative energy. Usually when I'm with a client, I can put all of my stuff aside. I can put all my stuff aside. Yeah. Um, I still have it and I pull it when, when it, when it serves the purpose, when it's useful to, to connect, to empathize, to like kind of build that, that rapport with my clients. But most of the time it stays there and I just like, oh, here's this, here's this garment. Let me just, let me just throw on this t-shirt for this, this conversation. It's different for you. Like your creative energy is always in front of people. It is always in front of, I mean, I do it alone, but like, you know, when I'm building strength in the garden Mm -hmm. or when I'm alone drawing or whatever, I do that alone. But I... I want to think that my work is always there for me and that I don't have control over what's happening in my personal life always or what's happening around me in the world. But I do have control over making other people feel good and I have control over doing my best every day and that like if I'm in the space, I'm bringing it there. Like and I, I it does take a lot of warming up to get to that place. We're going to talk about that, too. Cause you got to build up to that. You cannot like not take care of yourself and then be able to like, I'm going to check out of my pain. I'm going to do a great job or I'm going to work. I'm going to push my pain into my work in a positive way. I don't know too many people who think about it like that, but like for me, it is a catalyst to greatness. It's like, I I don't accept that that pain isn't going to help me. The more pain, the better the art, the tortured artist. Absolutely. Ugh. But again, this is four on the Enneagram stuff. So just everybody take this with a grain of salt. And this is my veil of perception. I love that. I want to get into the hole with you. I want to be in your darkness. I want to hear the things you're struggling with. And I want to make you feel better before you leave me. And that I can feel better about my shit because I helped you out of yours. (laughs) Agree. Mm -hmm. I share that. Mm. When when one of my clients, or to be honest, like anyone in in my circle is struggling, I want to be the shoulder to cry on, yeah. the per, the confidant to confide in. Like I, I want all those. I also agree that it makes me feel better about my own shit. Always, partially because I'm like, oh, I'm not crazy. Like we all deal with this. Pain is universal. Yeah, and we're all in the struggle. Hello, it's very Buddhist of you. In one way or another, we're constantly in pain. Oh, no, that's also stoic stuff, too. It's just, like, accept it. Whatever. That's just a part of being alive. You're going to hurt. Get over it. Yeah, and and what I find is if I'm having, like, a, a challenging day or I'm, I'm struggling, then I want those client – I want that day to be filled with client meetings because I know that's going to pull me out of it. I'm going to, I'm going to recognize, I'm going to have the perspective of let's zoom out a thousand times. Yeah. What's the big picture here? Mm-hmm. What I'm going through is yes, maybe challenging, maybe frustrating, maybe painful, but lots of people are going through similar and more likely way worse stuff. Oh, we have no idea what other people are going through. Right. So in my mind, If I'm in pain, I can just assume already that you're also in that same pain. Maybe not for the same reasons, but like we're all living in it. And I would rather turn it into something pretty 
that was the garden for me. That's always the garden for me. Or then like squishing them and then like preserving them forever. Like how can I take that yucky feeling and turn it into something else? I want to like care for others and feed others. Yeah. It's my Jewishness coming out. <laughs> let me. <laughs> it's the season of the mitzvah. Feed you out of your pain. Yeah. Get it. Let me pat you. Let mm -hmm. me let me pat your hair until <laughs> your pain is gone. Our working title for this episode was communication breakdown. And this is the first time that we've had an episode <laughs> completely break down and be unusable. It's perfect. It's perfect. It was meant to be. Always. Um, so we're going to talk about, I, mean, I kind of painted it as like yeah. communication with your team, with your clients. I mean, I, I'm a team of one, but, but still like yes. communicating what I'm going through and you kind of added on to that into like the, what's the consulting process? Yeah. So I got some steps okay. to share and for us to, uh, you know, expound upon. And even though this isn't a part of consultation, it does connect to our, our stat check, which number one, before I can even have a consultation, how do I arrive in the space? And in order for me to provide good service, I first have to take care of myself. Absolutely. So you have to take care of yourself and take care of your space. I have to do have both that, things. You have a physical location. I do. And, and, and yes, so I, I need to make sure that I feel good, even if there are things happening around me in my personal life that don't feel so good, I do need to arrive in my space feeling content, whatever that means. So usually that's very loud music singing along and probably people thinking I'm crazy because it's cold and the windows are down and we're blasting and it is very early in the morning. But the, the second part is being aware of my wake mm. or the little boat that I pull behind me, the, the waves behind my little boat. The reason why we have to like prepare ourselves is so we know where we're at and that way we can channel that energy and and hopefully use it to create something beautiful now imagine that all of these things before i even have a consultation i have to do all of this and then we get to work and i open the door and that's when i'm doing what you were saying yeah. that i first need to create an inviting space for somebody else to come visit which i'll be curious to hear about consultation steps for you because you don't have a brick and mortar space and you right. meet a lot of your clients, including me, out in the world a lot of the time and not in their spaces. But for me, it's like smells and feelings of comfort must happen before anybody comes in because, again, they need to walk in feeling the thing. It is helpful if someone can walk into your space and take a deep breath, kind of just like let go of all the, all the yeah. bullshit. I'm home. Yeah. It's a feeling of being home. So yes, before anybody comes in, I've taken care of myself. I'm aware of where I'm at as a, for that day. And then we're getting ready to go on a date or have a party or sleepover, whatever kind of energy that you are looking to cultivate in the space, you really should be kind of thinking about it or visualizing it. And then what is around it? 
So to go back to your internal family system stuff, I have always been a party girl my whole life. Whoops. I just, I love being around people. I love entertaining. I love visiting. I want to hear what's going on with everyone. And when I was a youngster, I really, really loved the smell of Nag Champa. Now, not everybody loves that smell. Not everyone knows what that smell is. It's a lovely smell. You should look it up. Nag I wear it as Champa? Nag Champa. Okay. I'll get you some. I got some incense at home. It's fine at home. <laughs> so at work, though, I feel like there might be a touch of a spiritual woo-woo component that I do sure. like to, I like to burn the Palo Santo. Supposedly, it gets rid of negative energy and welcomes positive energy. Take it or leave it. I might just be burning a stick to you. I don't care. If that helps me get ready for what I'm doing and I can let go of whatever it was before I got there and just be present in this moment, I'm going to be better for you. Now I'm ready to talk to somebody. <laughs> After all that, now I can talk to you. And if I'm being totally transparent in what that looks like in a day, I've been awake for two hours or longer. And that that's how long it takes me to be able to give a consultation. And just just so our audience knows, consultations start at 7? Sometimes. Whew. Only a couple days a week I do the yeah. 7 a.m. call, but... Because I need to be up for two hours before I'm ready to do that. Yeah. Partially to like take care of me and my family, but yeah. like also I don't take meetings until like nine thirty or ten. So right. So we we started you know like four forty five. Yeah. Most times. Do you want to talk about how you show up before you go into like being with people before we actually talk about the consultation itself? Sure, and, and I think. It, it is really one of the biggest points of differentiation between our businesses is you can only do your work in a shared space with that person. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if like COVID kind of pushed that in one direction or the other and kind of forced you into some other things. But but regardless. Happy to talk about that anytime. If you are going to cut style or teach someone how to style hair, you need to have their hair there. Probably. I don't. No. Zoom, phone calls. I love meeting in person. And if, if that's an opportunity, I'm, You'll I'm take pushing it. for that. But it's not always an opportunity. And some people don't feel comfortable with that. And I want to respect where they're at. Um, I'll break them down over time. Naturally. And with your we, charms. We will be having coffee You'll first, charm them. And then beers and wine later. We love them. Um, <laughs> so for me, for better or worse, I think that there's stigmas in my industry. People have a healthy distrust of marketing and advertising because they think it's overpriced and not worth it. And what's this going to do for my business? And the best, and there is truth to that for some people. Yeah. Um, it's why I have baggage around how much I'm worth, what sure. my value is, because sometimes it is very clear as to the dollars and cents that that is equal to. And sometimes it's not. Yeah. Um, so, so knowing all that really what I'm trying to do within the first few minutes is like being aware of, of where I'm at, but I know I can pull, put my, my stuff aside. I want to build a connection with that person. Yeah. Sometimes that is the superficial stuff of how's your day going? What are you up to for the rest of the weekend? How did you find me? Yeah. I want them to tell me a story. Please. I don't particularly care what the story is about. But I want them to just like 
get out of their head, get out of, I need to know like, what's the cost of this? If someone is like, how much is it going to cost in the first like minute? I'm like, why are you rushing into that? You don't even know what we're talking about. What the, the cost of what is. Yes. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your business. Let's talk about why you're, you're seeking help. Yeah. Because you're seeking help not to just spend money. You're seeking help because you want something. So for me, it's like, however I can do that. Sometimes that's me being vulnerable. Sometimes that's me sharing a little bit on my own. A lot of times it's just like asking some super open-ended questions. Yeah. Occasionally, you know, usually about their business. But if I see an opportunity to kind of just like, again, it's like, have them tell me a story. Yeah. Tell me. Because I'll find the points of connection. Of course. I'll find the things to like, hey, tell me more about this. I had an experience just like that so that they feel like they have a partner. Yeah. Even if it's for just our one time, we're going to figure out if we're a good fit together and if we decide we're not a good fit together. Exactly. I still want them to feel like I'm I'm trustworthy and I'm not trying to like swindle them. Yeah. I, I want to go one layer deeper only because I talk so much about preparation for myself how do you prep yourself to go do that? What does that look like? Because, you know, you and I, we start differently in our days. And I would love to honor and see the way a slow start looks as opposed to rocketing out of bed on fire. So <laughs> slow start, like, you know, like my morning routine is like yeah. we wake up. Yeah. We have a little like family snuggle in bed. Um, and then it's, you know. I know nothing of that. <laughs> I, That's, I don't believe that. Well, not really. Maybe not now. Uh, but like when they were little. I, I mean, like middle of the night snuggle to like make them go back to bed? No, 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 no. Like, hey, we, I, I think, um, so for better or worse, Zoe and I are slow starters. Yeah. And Katie's more of a. I gotta go. I'm ready. Yeah. Hey, alarm went off. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, But like Zoe's routine kind of usually dictates. I see. But when. Um, I think it's like, again, point of connection. Hey, yes, we have, to, I have to go to work. You have to go to school. We have lots of things that we need to, we, we want to get done today or whatever, but Hey, it's family time right now. Aww. So we start with a little family time. That's sweet. Then it's checking the things off the list. Let's feed everyone. Let's make sure everyone has the proper, uh, inventory for their day (laughs) lunch check water bottle check pants check Check. you know like things like that (laughs) um so and then uh recently like i i take zoe to school yeah so we have like we we say goodbye to katie we we kind of like come back in yeah we because like Katie and Zoe have a very special relationship. Yeah. And that often causes Zoe a little bit of stress. Mm-hmm. So I like, we come back in, hey, let's let's find that balance. Um, and then we we have our car ride. Car ride there is very different than the car ride back. Car ride there is filled with Trolls music and Taylor Swift at the moment. Oh, shoot. Pump up the jams. Um, I have to... <laughs> I have to hold myself of not singing along to every word. Because she doesn't want to hear it. She doesn't want to hear my voice. Stop singing. They still do it to me now. I'm like, I must sing. Now I want to sing louder. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not. 
You're not there yet. You're not there yet. I don't, think, I don't think Zoe's ready to under, to to really appreciate the sarcastic. Ten nature. more years, yeah. then they start yelling at you. You turn up the volume louder and sing louder. I'm very much looking forward to. It. <laughs> Can't wait for you. Um, and then on the car ride back, I'm usually throwing on. I'm either throwing on a podcast if I okay. need to kind of have some internal time. Yeah. Or I'm calling someone. Oh yeah, a little visit, like a fun yeah. visit. Yeah, I'm calling. Yeah. Like I'm calling to. Um, you know, a lot of times in the morning, I'm calling to make someone smile. Aww. Usually it's mom or dad. Sometimes yeah. it's Katie. Um, but, like, I only have 15 minutes, and I know that, like, when I get home, I need to be like, hey, I'm home. I got to go. I have, exactly. like, a lot to get done. But I think it's interesting because I always, in those conversations, sometimes I want to, like, I have something that I need or I have a question I want to ask. More times than not, it's genuinely, like, I want to make you smile. I want to feel, I want mm. you to feel good about your you, day. And you that. shoot the ribbon. I shoot the ribbon. And I think that's because it's like, hey, maybe I need a little practice. Because mm. I have to shoot a lot of ribbons today. We're going to warm up for this ribbon shooting. So I have to warm up with someone that's safe, that like, will, doesn't care if I shoot them a ribbon, just appreciates the call. Oh. So that's kind of like my prep. Thank you. Thank you for elaborating on your prep. Okay. We can get into like actual consultation stuff I suppose. <laughs> for me. Other than getting ready to go on a date, that's always the vibe I'm trying to kick because I'm looking to actively fall in love with a person. And I know that that sounds creepy. Get over yourselves, everybody. It's not a sexual thing. It's just like I want to see the best parts of you. And that that is my goal as a professional to like look at you and be like, where are your best traits and how can I pull them out? And I would assume it's it's like, it's okay to be vulnerable around me. It's okay to be you are a little safe. nervous. This is a safe space. Safe. We both we both create that for. It's very important that we both create that for. Yeah, it's warm. It's inviting. I immediately want you to like take your stuff, throw it all down, and like don't worry about it. Like we're good. This whole corner belongs to you. Here is your space. You just get comfy. You're here to be comfortable now. Let me fuss about you. Let me gaze into your eyes adoringly. <laughs> Let me listen to what's been going on so you and i both have a similar way of entry in the way that number one before i do anything else how are you what's going on what's happening because how are you is a loaded question it's one of my favorite things that you do there was one time where we were we were just hanging out as friends we were going to a concert yeah and i asked you about your kids because i cared deeply about your children and I, I was their camp counselor oh no and you said they were fine. And like, it was, it was very much a like, they're fine. Why are you asking me about this? <laughs> can Why we cut the shit? Can we just cut can the shit? Can we get, to, get it? to it? Clearly there's something on your mind if you're asking me about the kids. What? Why don't you just ask me how the weather is? We live in the same fucking town. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not here for any of that like BS conversation, unless that's what you want to do. If that's what you want to do, of course I honor that. That's fine. fine. But you're going to press them a little I'm bit. I'm going to press them. I'm going to press them a little bit to be like, what's going on with you? Like, how are you feeling? Are you feeling same or are you feeling different? And, mm -hmm. and I'm going to take that as a launching point for where I go from that point. That's why it's so important that I make sure I'm good before I show up because I need to be listening with intention. I need to be like, if I'm going to take this person out on a second date, I'm going to have to one, prove that I'm listening and that I need to show up wholeheartedly for them in this moment. 
and be there with them presently, not distracted. Now, listen, there's going to be lots of things happening around me. People might be asking, asking questions. I'm going to continually go back to what I was doing with the person and in the consultation anyway. Once we have established how the person is feeling and if they are feeling the same or different, then the next thing that happens, and imagine this whole time because I do have to look at them. Like the whole time you have to look at them. It really bothers me uh, when people have consultations in my business in the mirror. They're standing behind somebody versus standing in front of them and looking at them. I like to drape myself over my station because again, I'm falling in love and I just want to be as close to you as possible. So without being gross. So I'm like, I'm going to drape myself like over here and like gaze into your eyes and put my hand on my chin and be like, oh, look at you. You're so beautiful. <laughs> How could I possibly improve upon anything here? You know, and like, let that be the first thing that happens because I feel like a lot of stylists, the way they enter into things like, what's your problem? What do you want? I don't want to do that. Like, I want to be, I want to be your like girlfriend at the sleepover party. Who's like, oh my God, let's see your hair. And then let's like sneak over to your boyfriend's house. So <laughs> and throw rocks at his window. Katie and I were just talking about this <laughs> and it's in, like an ongoing conversation. She has a photographic memory. Yeah. So she can remember like conversations basically like word for word. Sure. I don't. It's okay. But I, I remember like the emotions and the feelings that I have in I love conversations. That. So I feel like that's what you're doing is like, yes, remembering all of like the specific details, but also creating that feeling. Yeah. And creating that, that like we said a, a thousand times, that safe space. Safe space. So how you feeling? What do you want to do today? Tell me, tell me what's on your mind about your look. And I think usually how a person is feeling corresponds to what they want to do. If they are feeling insecure, then we are looking for security in the service. If they are feeling excited, then we want surprises. So I want to shoot the ribbon. I want to feel their feelings. And then I want to respond in a way that's unique. So then it goes to professionalism, right? Like what is the pattern? What is the formula? And like when they said this, what does it mean in my technical language? And then and kind of coming up with a pattern of what I'm going to do. And then it's doting. You know, I like to describe when somebody like if it's color in particular, you know, there's like a time that you like place the color and then there's the part where it is processing or I like to say cooking just because people laugh. I'm like, I got to cook this bird. I got to baste this bird. I got to glaze, you know, like all the things people laugh. But I want to make it light. I want to make it fun. I don't want to make it scary. And we get through all this stuff to the end. And then it's about education. Like, I'm happy to do all this for you. And that you might be the type of person, I don't even own a blow dryer. I'm never going to do any of this. I'm like, I actually don't care. You don't have to. I'm going to go way beyond what your expectations are today, knowing that you are going to do less. Because that's my job is to like show you the possibility of what you could have, but that to make it attainable for your day-to-day -day life. I was listening. You're going to throw it back in a ponytail every day. Okay. I need to make sure it fits back into a ponytail. I need to make sure it's bright on your mm -hmm. face when you pull it back. Got it. Thank you. Thanks for all the clues. 
Thanks for all the little morsels you dropped along the way for me to chase behind and eat. I love it. So yeah, we educate them and we welcome them back. We say, I'd, I'd love to see you again. And if you love what I did, this is when I would like to see you back for this a second time or a third time or infinity times until I can't do it anymore. Well, it's, it's <laughs> you know, in one, in one foul swoop of one interaction, you're trying to build a long-term relationship. Yes. We both are. Yes, absolutely. Because for me, obviously hair grows and you also are going to change and your hair is going to change and your face is going to change. So the medium is constantly changing. Yeah. doesn't mean you have to see me all the time. I like seasonal clients most of the time. But some people like coming more and that's wonderful too, but you're always changing. That is the only constant in life. That's Buddhist stuff also. The only constant in life is change. Yep. So just get yourself ready for it and then be excited when it happens instead of being sad. Something's different. That means we got to (gasps) change. Fun. No need to be sad. No. Well, in, in your context, do you have steps for how you do a consultation that you could share with our beautiful audience? Yes, I absolutely have a a process (laughs) for how I kind of like build this rapport with clients. So mine start with some very general open-ended questions. Usually a little bit like starting personal and diving a little bit more into, one of the first questions I ask is like, what's your business journey? Are you Hmm. just starting this out? Where are you at? What have you tried before? Tell me everything, like let me know. And then as the conversation gets deeper, ask more specific questions. I want to understand the logistics of what you're trying to achieve, what you've tried in the past, why you're reaching out. Through that process, what I'm really trying to do, I want to know your pain points. I Mm want to know, A, there's a reason why you reached out to me. It's because something's not working or you don't know how to do something. So I want to fully understand that and fully understand why you think you need help with that. Most of what I do can be learned by watching some YouTube videos or taking some (laughs) courses. Will it look as good as mine? I don't have patience for that. You might not have patience for that. Stop that. What might take you? I don't want to do that. 30 hours might take me two. How much value you're placing on your time? So, like, that might be your pain point. You may have had a shitty experience with someone else. I want to understand that so that I can speak to that and address that and so that I can know that you're a good fit for me. Mm. I want you to know that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do all the things that I do you're to assessing. make you feel that way. I'm more concerned about if I feel that way. Yeah. And there are certain industries that trend towards us being a good fit, but I'm pretty open. I'm like early enough in my business that I'm pretty open to like, hey, if you found me and you you read through my branding and you're like, this sounds like a good conversation. I'm open to it. Yep. Because I understand that my business is going to look different five years from now, just like it looked different three years ago. Yes. So once we go through those like open-ended to like more specific questions and I understand their pain points, that's when I try and like share a little bit, a little bit about my background, my story, my process, give them an understanding of like why I'm a little bit different Mm -hmm. or why I'm unique in what I do. As a part of that, I really want to paint a lot of clarity around my process because... Well, it's long-winded. Yours is way longer than what I do. Correct. And I'm trying to build something so that you can earn a living or 
have a vacation fund or retire, like whatever it is, if this is, if you, you're saying, I want to be a small business owner and, or I am a small business owner and it's not working, or I need to make X amount of dollars. Great. Let's talk about how we get there. If you're going to, this is like a critical part of that. So you have to trust that a, I know what I'm doing, but B that I'm on your team. Yeah. You gotta like, be like willing to like open up your heart a little bit. Let me in there because if you're kind of like fake around that guarded, if you're guarded, that's okay. I get that. Trust me. Like that's one of my favorite challenges is to like take someone who's guarded and be like, let you're me safe. break you down. Let me make you laugh. Let me make you feel it's comfortable. Okay here. You're safe. Yeah. But that's tough. It um, is especially tough. because people have been burned in my industry. Sure. So once they have clarity on the process, we've gone through everything. I understand their pain points. They understand what I'm about. I want to leave them feeling good. Yeah. Um, usually that involves something along the lines of me saying, I highly encourage you to like reach out to as many people as possible. This is like a, a vast network of people that do what I do. But while you're doing that, just consider me your marketing person. If you have questions, because like part of why I want to ask open-ended questions is I want to activate their brain. Sure. I want them thinking about what could be. Yeah. And when they're doing that, I'm, I'm a after the fact processor. I have a conversation like that. I'm waking up at three in the morning being like, fuck, that's a great idea. Why didn't I talk about that? <laughs> and so like I want them to, to feel like they have a partner in that because if they don't have a partner yet and they're feeling alone in that, that can spiral downwards. So regardless, I'm happy to provide that service regardless of whether we work together or not. And most of the time, people respond really well to that and they want to work with me. And then it's that ongoing, you know, building that long-term relationship. I really, I appreciate that you would say, go out there, go look and see what's out there for you. I'm not the end-all be-all. Well, I think that's really cute because for me... (laughs) That is not what's up. I'm here to sell a perspective. Take it or leave it. You do you like what I'm doing or don't you? You don't like the way I'm saying this or I mean, that's very rare for me anymore in my career. I'm like, don't go looking anybody anywhere else. Why would you like you have it all here? I'm too expensive. Okay, fine. Let's go and hang out with my apprentices and there'll be four people doing your hair for half the price. I would really love to spend time with you. There is no other way. Mm-hmm. This is the way. And that you've been looking this whole time and now I've shown you the way and now you're going to stay here. And I don't know. I don't know if that's just part of my process as an artist. For me, it's like, I have to believe me. I know that I know what a person is supposed to look like. And 99% of the time, I get it. It, and I, I would challenge for you because, listen, you know, you do work for me and that I'm not looking anywhere else be, because I don't want to, because you do want to arrive in the space with me. I don't know too many marketing people that would care about the way somebody else felt and that that is why I would contend. Don't go looking. At, you can still do that if that's what you want to do in your consultation. I honor <laughs> I honor and see your consultation. I just, I don't agree because in your, in your worthiness part, you know what you're doing. And if somebody can decide you're not for them, let them do that. Don't say it. You don't need to say that. 
I deeply appreciate your advice and will not be taking it. Um, it comes from a place of love. I know. Um, and let me be clear. Once I'm in a like long-term relationship with someone. Yeah. You're not you going this. anywhere. When was the last time I was like, hey, Eileen, why don't you go find some other marketing person? Gross. The, the marketing you're doing sucks. I would not do that. <laughs> a, pretty self-deprecating. That's, nonsense. That's um, nonsense and shenanigans. I don't even want it. I would rather fight with you about what's going on and have you fix it. Because for me, that feels better in that relationship to be like, hey, I didn't love that. Can you fix it? And absolutely. you'd be like, neat. Yeah, no problem. I don't want to go find another relationship. You had that moment two days ago. You sent a text and I immediately knew what you were talking about. And I was like, oh my gosh, this this just like fell through the cracks. But I wasn't mad. I was mad. Oh, please. But you're the person that I want to like, I don't want to piss you off. Don't worry. You'll know if I'm mad. I know. Um, <laughs> there's like two moments within my like pitch that I, like, I know I've had someone. Okay. What that does it look like? One is you go you go talk to other marketing people. You think of me as your marketing person until you find your person. Mm -hmm. I know there, ninety percent of those people aren't talking to anyone else. No. The other one is is more speaking to my model. I have a hybrid model. I am part marketing agency, part business coach. So that means that I want to train you to do the things that I want to teach you how to do, so you can market yourself. Yeah. And then I say something along the lines of. That is a shitty business model <laughs> because it means that you're going to stop paying me at some point, but it works for me. And usually in one of those two situations, they're like, I'm not going to call anyone else. This is my guy. Yeah, exactly. We so want that. It's, and it's like the the humility. Like there's a lot of ego in my industry, as, as I'm sure there is in yours. But like there's there's this like swindling nature. Chiggity check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> Check it. And also, let's just reference Ryan Holiday right away. Oh my gosh. How many times are we going to talk about Ryan Holiday? The ego is the enemy. It was such a great read. Because you're right. You cannot get your ego in the way of any of it. You're not going to be for everybody. Get over yourself. That's yeah. fine. But I would rather tell you there's nobody else out there for you but me. Mm. I'm the one for you. Don't go anywhere else. Why would you do that? That's so this foolish. Is, this is the difference. Foolish. Stay with me. I want them to feel that without telling them. No, I'm going to tell them. There's no one else out there for you. You have an active, engaged audience. Here. This is one of the big differences is someone <laughs> walks into your space and they are planning to spend anywhere from, let's say, 50 to a couple hundred dollars. Sure. They're not a walking into. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not walking into a cost cutters or nah. a Floyd's. Like, they're walking into a boutique salon sure. that like, is in down a, a super sweet area. They recognize that they need a service. They would like to have that service met. And they're trusting you in providing that service, at least for this time. So you already kind of have them for that experience. Sure, shit can hit the fan and you can, they can walk out. But like, I trust that if, if you're doing the, if you're providing the service, nah. that's never going to happen. Nah. And you're training your team so that if they're providing that service, that's Nah, we're all right. Mine's different. I know. I'm looking for them to spend a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Maybe over the course of a few months. But like, hey, like bigger commitment. And I want you to feel really confident in that because guess what? I'm asking for half of that at the front. Yeah. So like, that's a big ask. I don't know if it is. I think it is. I think that this goes back to value and worth and that you have to stay in the place of, 
I know my value, I know my worth, and this is what I'm going to provide you. And what you do, even if you are a marketer, we are both in the one way that you and I connect, we do care about people. Mm -hmm. We do want them to be successful. For me, maybe it is a little more superficial in what I'm doing because it's the way you look. That's how Stop it. That's how you show up. That's the first thing that other people are going to see. It's I want you superficial. Some people would say that. But if I can help you to feel your best and then you can go out into the world and do it and listen, I'm going to keep trying. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong about your feelings. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to care. I'm going to respond. You do that. And we want to have continued relationships with all of our clients indefinitely. There's no like at a certain point, you shouldn't be seeing me anymore. We're going to do this till you don't feel like doing it anymore. Yeah. Which like for me, it's because you move away. That's the only reason why or you die. That's it. Those are the and, two reasons. And for me, like I hope that you <laughs> grow out of my services and then you view me more as consultant yeah. rather than agency. And I'm, I love that. It's interesting because it, it brings up my my Michael's marketing magic. Great. Because. Perfect timing, everyone. We're diving into like all of the kind of like heady stuff that can, that can get in the way of clear and concise communication. Yeah. So this is actually advice that I give people based on when they're coming up with a social media plan. Okay. Because everyone thinks of, oh my gosh, what's the perfect thing? And how is this imagery? And what should I be saying? And what are the hashtags? No and one cares. Yeah, you could think about all that, but like, <laughs> just just stop. Like, cut out all the noise. When you're talking about communication, of which social media is one, but like, when you're talking about communication, do things, tell people. Yeah. It's those four simple I words. love that. That's great. Because it doesn't need to be more complicated than that. No. And that's in client interactions, in communicating with your team, in communicating with yourself. Ooh, I got a little add-on to yours. Go on. Do your thing. Tell people. Ooh, I like that even better. Because we do want to see what you are doing or what you would like to look like or how you want to present to the world. And then we will respond. Do your thing and then tell people. The the business owner in me sees and, <laughs> and honors. recognizes and honors the business person in you. Oh, I think that's a great place for us to just say that people could like, share, subscribe, smash, rate. All, all of the things. Please. And uh, communicate with us of like oh. topics that you want us to cover questions you have we'll keep rambling on we'll keep rambling sing that song thank you appreciate it i hope that you all have a lovely rest of your day whatever day it is and we cannot wait to visit with you again i feel like we got to talk about how we're gonna uh communicate with teams yeah because we didn't get to do that this time we didn't team communication we filled that all up whoopsies we got shit we got to do now kind of a trend Uh oh i guess we like talking to each other I <laughs> All right. Till next time. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. You too.